Good morning, everyone. Good morning. If you could take your seats, appreciate it. Good morning, everyone. This is the Broward County Board of County Commissioners meeting of Tuesday, March 20th, 2018. And if you would please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. And we'll have the newest member of the AARP, Chip Lamarca, lead us. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, it is customary that we please remain standing. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, it's customary that we observe a moment of silence in, in, uh, to honor notable persons from our community who have recently passed. Colleagues, do you have anyone you would wish to acknowledge? Start. Sadly, I have a list. Okay. Apologize. Um, we had two people from our first responder community that, uh, that passed away, one suddenly and uh, one was fighting an illness. One is um, Lieutenant, uh, actually driver engineer, Darrell Richards from the uh, Hollywood Police Department mm -hmm. and longtime Pompano Beach Fire Chief Harry Small, who spent 35 years uh, with the city of Pompano Beach Fire Rescue and retired as a chief just a few years ago. Uh, also, uh, one, of, one of our commissioners in, in Deerfield, uh, Gloria Battle's uh, brother passed away uh, and another Dear friend from, uh, from Deerfield Beach, if anyone spent any time in Deerfield Beach, they probably got to know James Benefield, and uh, Mr. Benefield was a Vietnam veteran and uh, very much a community activist and community supporter. Uh, finally, we, uh, we lost a, uh, I would say, a giant from this dais, um, a gentleman who spent eight years here, spent some time as our clerk of the court and other positions, uh, vice mayor of the city, of the town of Lauderdale by the sea. Uh, Ed Kennedy passed away on uh, February 28th, and uh, I had just seen him probably four or five days before at John Knox Village at uh, hospice there, and he was in great spirits and telling me if I wanted to talk to him to give him a call directly on his cell phone, don't call his wife, so. <laughs> he, was, uh, he, he will be missed, and uh, his funeral was well attended. Yes, I, I'd also like to recognize two people that have passed away since our last meeting, and uh, they are Jeffrey Chester and, again, James Benefield. Uh, both people unexpectedly passed away. They served their community by putting people first. These two people uh, went out of their way to help people and seniors and uh, made a difference in the community and I'd like to extend my prayers and condolences to their families. Okay. Uh, let's also honor the brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in the armed forces, both here and abroad, and thank them for the service. And join me in a moment of silence, please. Thank you. The music today was selected by Commissioner Lamarca. Uh, what a birthday song, I saw that. Uh, he selected Don't Stop Believing" by Journey and Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, one of my favorites, uh, by Otis Redding. Good choice. Uh, I, oh, yeah? He was... 
Oh, okay, so it did have a little, did have a birthday connection, yeah. yeah. Uh, today we have the privilege of acknowledging the Broward County employees who have dedicated themselves to serve our county for 15 years or more. And Ms. Henry, if you would join me at the podium, please. Commissioners, we have employees celebrating 20, 25, 30, and actually one person celebrating 40 years of service. Wow, wow. So beginning with 20 years of service, Bella Lapide from Elderly and Vet Veteran Services. Following Bella, we have Della Adesani. She's with Libraries. Okay, we have John Okra Gletsky, if I pronounce your name wrong, I do apologize, but from Parks and Recreation. Okay, celebrating 25 years of service, Linda Sunderland from Environmental Engineering and per Permitting. Samuel Katz, uh, Katzen and Samuel is with Facilities Management. Cynthia Willis from Family Success. Rena Varoli with libraries. Thank you. You got my name right. Most people don't. Okay. Thank you. 
Eugene Anderson from Traffic Engineering. Vasquez and Danny's with Transit. <laughs> Kenneth Wilson, Facilities Management. Celebrating 30 years of service, Chris Griffin, and Chris is with Facilities Management. Scott, Larry is the de facto mayor of Broward County. Come on, Larry. maintenance. Wiggins, Housing Finance and Community Redevelopment. Patricia Raglan with Parks and Recreation. with libraries. 
Carlos Puentes um, with the CVB. Last but not least, celebrating 40, four zero years of service, Gail Preston from Parks and Recreation. motion that Gail gets a gold watch, please. <laughs> I just agreed to a watch. Okay. I said, I, I, for the years. Oh, good. Yeah. 
Okay, thank you for, uh, for that, Bertha. That, we have the best staff anywhere. Absolutely, that's, a, that's always a fun event. Uh, we have four proclamations to, to go today. Yeah, can I have it? You took my gallon. <laughs> Wherever it is, okay. Uh, our first proclamation is gonna be for Women's History Month. And this is presented to Marcy Talisman, the chair of the Commission on the Status of Women, also attending will be Roseanne Brand-Saforti, Suzanne Buzzy, Sandra Corosellen, Toby Fuhrer, Gail Gran, Eloise McCoy-Kane, Ingrid Roberts, Janet Salat, Kamala Amandan, Sonia Crudup, Elise Klaprud, Jacqueline Powell, Sonia Richards, Sasha Schulman, and Liza Smoker. And that's gonna be um, presented by Commissioner LaMarca. Thank you, Mayor. Marcy, can I have you come up and, and really everybody else who's here from the Commission. All of our sheroes. So it's, it is a pleasure to present this proclamation to a board that works very hard. I know because I've sat in a couple of their meetings over the years and uh, they do a lot of great work. So I'm going to read this proclamation and then uh, we'll take a photo. Whereas in 1987, an act of Congress designated the month of March 1987 as Women's History Month. Share my birthday month with Women's History Month. As has been observed in each March since then, congressional, with congressional or presidential action. And whereas Women's History Month presents the opportunity to acknowledge women who have shaped America's history and its future through their tireless commitment to ending discrimination against women and girls. And whereas it should be the norm to recognize women as smart, capable, and equal partners in society. I would say more than equal, but whereas fighting all forms of discrimination against women to succeed and bringing positive changes to the lives of diverse women takes persistence. And the theme of this year's National Women's History Month is, nevertheless, she persisted, honoring women who, fought, who fight all forms of discrimination against women. And whereas advocating against women's discrimination is a matter of simple justice, and whereas we take this opportunity to remember that every day is an opportunity to acknowledge those women who continue to fight discrimination at all levels and in all forms. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners, the Board hereby designates the month of March 2018 as Women's History Month in Broward County and recognizes the desire of all women to end discrimination and injustice based on gender. Signed by our Mayor, and congratulations, Marcy, if you have some words. Thank you. Absolutely. Good morning, I'm Marcy Talisman, the Chair of the Commission on the Status of Women for Broward County. And on behalf of our board, we want to thank you for the recognition of Women's History Month. Our board remains committed to bringing issues facing women in Broward County to the attention of our county commissioners. We are particularly pleased to recognize many of the strong women in Broward County who are being honored today as women who, against a myriad of adversity themselves or for whom they advocate, still persisted. Thank you.
and the prophet. And the prophet. Mayor, as you queue up the next proclamation, I have to say that I have two uh, amazing women who run my office, and unfortunately, someone here is going to get insulted, but it's never run so well. And Ryan, who used to be in my office, is here, so I apologize, Ryan, but, you know, things are running on time. <laughs> Commissioner, do we have a list of the names? Can we acknowledge the names of the folks that we're honoring? Is there a list? You know, we didn't call the names. Yeah, I did. You, you call all the names? Okay. Can we call him again? Yeah. <laughs> I did stump through him a little bit. There was, yes. They could, have, they could have been done better, I will say that. <laughs> there were a lot of tough ones on there. <laughs> I'm like, I should have practiced. Okay, our next proclamation is for the SOS Children's Villages Florida Day. And this is presented to Jillian Smath, Executive Director of the SOS Children's Villages Florida. Also attending is... Steve Bonner, Bill Kramer, Mark Bell, Wayne Greiner, Christina Stein, Veronica Batista, Ivan Velez-Leon, Elizabeth Guamarez, and Connie Finley. In the back, can you put on the picture real quickly? Thank you. Uh, before, I, before I present the uh, proclamation, I just wanted to let everybody know what this is about. And when children, in, when children are abused, when children are neglected, when parents are found to be drug users or domestic violence occurs, children are taken out of their homes. And the question is, where do they go? And there is an incredible place, uh, this is just a little picture um, of a cul-de-sac of 13 homes in Coconut Creek where 72 boys and girls are taken and have the opportunity to have a normal life in, in, all the, in this neighborhood. And I went there and there's children from all the commissioner's districts here that are staying there. It's an incredible place and I'm honored to uh, now give a proclamation to the executive director and the board members who are here. So please come on down. Okay, where SOS Children's Villages Florida is a foster care community for disadvantaged children in Coconut Creek, Florida that houses 72 boys and girls between the ages of 2 and 18. Whereas SOS Children's Villages Florida opened in 1993 and has served close to 600 children since opening their doors. You're on your 25th anniversary. And whereas each child has been removed from their home by the state of Florida due to abuse and neglect and placed in foster care, but are now growing up in a safe and prosperous environment. And where, whereas this wonderful village provides these children with a place to live and grow on its tree-lined street with 12, is it 12 or 13 homes? 13 homes. And whereas SOS Children's Village's promise of healing hope and home for every child assures that the children grow up in a nurturing and vibrant environment with array of services to help them overcome their past traumas and become self-sufficient, contributing members of society. 
And whereas SOS Children Villages allows for brothers and sisters who are typically separated while in foster care to reunite and maintain their family connection, SOS also provides an 18 Next Steps program to help young adults transition out of foster care after they turn 18. And whereas Jillian Smath, right here, Executive Director of SOS Children's Villages, has dedicated 20 years of her life to the children of the village, playing a key role in developing its programs, helping to expand its capacity to serve children, and watching an entire generation of children grow up. Whereas thanks to the hard work of its staff and board of directors, along with generous donations of caring members of the community, SOS Children's Villages has established a family-oriented community for children, young adults, and families to build a successful future. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners that the Board hereby designates Tuesday, March 20th, as SOS Children's Villages Florida Day in Broward County. Thank you. This is to all of you. Good morning, everybody. Again, my name is Jillian Smath, and I'm the Executive Director. And on behalf of my board and my staff back in Coconut Creek and the over 600 children that do and once have called SOS Children's Village home, I thank you for this proclamation. I think that the work that we do now more than ever is very, very important. We all know that there are so many different stresses and traumas that face families. And when children come into foster care, when they come to SOS, people often say, what's different than a typical foster home? Well, what's different is that they get to be with their brothers and sisters, and we make sure that we are providing an extremely rich array of services, including mental health and counseling and educational tutoring, to make sure that these children get to heal and have a fighting chance at becoming productive adults in our society. It doesn't stop there. We have a program because in the foster care system at 18, children are exiting foster care. Children at 18 are not ready to be on their own. So we have a program that we created where we work with about 90 young adults as they transition from our program into the community to make sure that the work that we poured into them while they were in the village is actually successful by continuing to offer them those supports as they work through their young adult age. And I just want to mention one thing to you. Our statistics show that our program works. For the past 15 years, 100% of our kids have graduated high school, and 100% of them have gone on to some form of secondary education. So thank you again. We're very honored, and our children appreciate your support in the work that we do. Thank you. Can you get a picture up front here, everybody? Yeah, sure. Commissioners, um, Jillian wanted to suggest that 
the kids that are from your district, we wanted to have a lunch where she would bring these kids who are in the foster homes there at some point this year, and we all have one day where the kids from each one of your districts come, we'll all have a, a lunch with her kids. So that's something she was hoping we can do. Anyway, thank you. Okay, thank you so much for that. That was, that was great. Uh, the next proclamation is going to be International Childhood Cancer Awareness Day, presented to Ray Slopikas uh, by Commissioner Udine. Whereas childhood cancer is an especially tragic, rarely occurring form of cancer, accounting for approximately 1% of all cancers diagnosed each year. Whereas a great number of children, 10% of whom are infants, are nevertheless impacted by childhood cancer, and it is estimated that every year more than 250,000 children and adolescents under the age of 20 are diagnosed with cancer. Whereas the most common forms of childhood cancer are leukemia, brain cancer, and cancer of the central nervous system. Whereas childhood cancer is the first leading cause of death for children under 15 years old. Whereas although causes of childhood cancer are largely unknown, research has advanced its successful treatment and offered a better quality of life to children coping with cancer and the side effects of treatment. Whereas the toll cancer takes on a child and the child's family is unimaginable, as a child must put their lives on hold as they and their families cope with high treatment costs, stress, and the difficulties associated with caring for their families while being there with their children for treatment. Whereas throughout this time, we remember that these burdens are shared by countless dedicated healthcare professionals, organizations, and parent advocacy gr groups who work tirelessly to lift the spirits of the children suffering from cancer and offer a variety of service to assist families. Now therefore be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the board hereby designated Tuesday, February 20th, 2018 as International Childhood Cancer Day in Broward County, Florida. And I'm gonna present this to Crazy Ray Slapikas. And it says Crazy Ray in a shirt, that's why I can say that. Two years ago, Mark, uh, I'm sorry, Marty couldn't tell anyone what my last name was, so I'm happy to say that you guys did some good research. Uh, and I want to thank Mark also for uh, letting me follow after SOS Children Village because it lets me bring a great thing to the commission and to the community. As I speak to people in the audience today, many of them do not know that the uh, Ronald McDonald House has closed in Broward County. And this is a devastating thing for families because two families that are treating their children with cancer, I had to put them into a motel last month because Kids of Love Foundation, which was started by one of our Marines, my youngest of six children, uh, has made this to be a thing to help cancer kids. And the sad part is we need a facility in our community that when parents need a place to stay, they're not living in a car. So I... Uh, commend you, but I'm asking for your assistance and help as Kiwanis and Rotary and other groups move forward uh, with the Sela Hospital and the Foundation to make sure that we reopen or find a new facility for families to stay at so that they're not living in a car 
or searching around when they're under major, major stress of the child having cancer. Uh, I don't know what that's like. All six of my kids grew up okay. All my grandkids are growing up okay. And me being 71, I'm okay. But I still haven't grown up. I'm still a child. Thank you. Our next proclamation will be for Ultimate Software Day, and this is going to be presented to Robert Mann, who's Senior Vice President, and Heather Dronimus, who's Public Relations with Ultimate Software. Oh, I didn't realize we're getting a gift. One second. Nan, hold on one second. Yeah. Nan, I'm glad sure. you brought this. Sure. Uh, Nan, I'm glad you brought this to the uh, to the board's attention. The uh, number one workplace in the United States is yes, what I heard. That's yes, right. that's right. So let's hear about it. Okay. Well, I am very excited today yeah. because uh, um, the hometown of this corporation is Weston. Uh, I've uh, actually known these people for quite some time. Um, Bob Manny, and it's funny. Heather said that you got her name right, Geronimus. <laughs> Is his man? He says, but it happens all the time, <laughs> right? I think I missed uh, about ten of them today. These are okay. people that I, you know, have known for quite some time, and it's really an honor to recognize this incredible corporate partner in our in our community. Um, uh, Ultimate Software, as you mentioned, uh, has been named actually three times the uh, number one tech place uh, in this country, and uh, it. Um, it's a, it's a corporation that was really built uh, on, it's employee-centric, it supports professional and personal growth of its employees, encourages work-life balance, and fosters innovation. And just recently, um, I saw the article that um, uh, congratulated Ultimate Software for actually helping with the victims of uh, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas tragedy and they were the lead um, corporation donating $500,000 uh, from Ultimate Software. Um, the, um, the Fortune 500 list that uh, ranked them number one compiled, was compiled through survey feedback of more than 79,000 employees at technology companies all across America. Uh, what really I, I know about this company, but uh, again, is highlighted is that it, it offers its employees um, really special um, uh, compensation and uh, experiences. Uh, they um, have paid maternity, and I mentioned to Bob that we are going to be uh, approving that here for Broward County, that they have paid maternity, uh, paternity and adoption leave. They have uh, two paid service days a year to volunteer. Uh, among many other things. So it, as I said, it is really a privilege to have this corporate partner in our community. Um, and let me just read the proclamation. Whereas Ultimate Software, headquartered in Weston, 
has for over 25 years enabled customers to build the people-centric environments they need to grow and meet their business goals. And whereas Ultimate Software built Ulti Pro, a comprehensive capabilities and simplicity of use to manage every workplace need in order to recruit and retain a high-performing workforce. And whereas Ultimate Software devotes 100% of its resources to the research, development, and delivery of industry-leading, continuously evolving human capital management technology. And whereas Ultimate Software is proud to be the official payroll and human resources partner of the Miami Heat basketball team and also has more than 4,100 customers with employees in 160 countries, including Blooming Brands, Culligan International, Feeding America, Major League Baseball, Red Roof Inn, Subway, Road, Texas Roadhouse, and Yamaha Corporation of America. And whereas Ultimate Software has been recognized as Fortune's number one best workplace for Hispanics and Latinos, and as a Fortune best workplace for women and for African Americans, with women comprising 49% of Ultimate's total workforce. And whereas Ultimate Software uh, has, was also named Fortune's number one best workplace for millennials in 2017, and Fortune's best workplace in technology three years in a row. Whereas Ultimate Software takes great pride in the talents and accomplishments of its employees and values the unique ideas, beliefs, and experiences of all people, and whereas Ultimate Software provides its employees paid service days every year so they can volunteer in our local community and support the charities and causes of their choosing. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the board hereby designates Tuesday, March 20th, 2018, as Ultimate Software Day in Broward County, Florida. Congratulations. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bob Manny, um, Senior Vice President of Ultimate Software, and I have with me Heather Geronimus, who um, runs our Community Relations uh, Department. Uh, first, I want to thank the commissioners, and especially Nan, for the nice introduction and the proclamation today. Um, we like to think Ultimate Software is, the, is a great American story. Um, many of you may not realize it, but um, I helped start it with Scott Shear in 1990, and the uh, company started with Scott sitting in a little secretarial cubicle outside my office. Um, fast forward 28 years, we are a $7.5 billion company. Um, we have 40, oh, in excess of 4,200 employees, and in excess, about 2,400 of them are residents of Broward County. Um, we like to, we've, we've been in Weston uh, since the late 1990s, and um, we actually occupy over 13 buildings, buildings in, in Weston. Um, but the company is really about uh, its employees, uh, the community, and charities. Uh, we take great pride in um, all three of those. As Nan mentioned, we've uh, won many awards for being, you know, basically the best company in America to work for. Uh, she's mentioned some of the benefits, but uh, all of our employees have stock in the company. Um, all of our employees get full family health care at no charge starting on day one when they join us. Um, and many other benefits that, uh, you know, we, we believe that the employees create a great company and our dedication is to the employees. 
you know, as far as the community and charity is concerned, first of all, it's kind of funny. Scott Shear and I have both lived in um, Broward County for oh north of 35 years, um, as have many of our executives. Uh, we've we've been based here, you know, the entire time. And from a charitable standpoint, we are one of the few companies in America that actually um, provide a percentage of our gross revenues to charitable endeavors. So when our company was a small company, there was a certain percentage that went to charitable endeavors. And as our company has grown, that percentage hasn't changed. So the number has grown greatly, and it really is a hallmark of our existence and our, our soul. Uh, the most recent one being the $500,000 we donated to the Broward Educational Foundation in in memory of, of those lost in the Marjorie Stone, Stoneman Douglas tragedy. Anyway, again, I want to thank the county commissioners and everybody for the proclamation, and Ultimate Software is committed to being a strong partner with this community as we go forward. Thank you. Thank you. Great, thank you. Um, I know a, a good friend of mine's daughter works with you all and, and loves loves working over there. Uh, you want to do a picture real quick? Yeah, okay. if I may make a quick comment. This is such a great example uh, for corporate entities to, to follow. Uh, they have done great for the community and great for their employees and they've become a greater company. Yeah. We all should uh, really look to that as, as we go forward in our own lives. So now we've honored the, the best company and the best county employees. I think we're off and running. Uh, I'm gonna start with- We had the best mayor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. 30 years and gone. I know, I know. Okay, I'm going to read the morning memo, and we'll get, we'll get going on this. Uh, Tuesday morning memo. Following requests are submitted for your consideration. Consent items are 1 through 48. Public hearing items are 49 through 59. Regular items are 60 through 81. Uh, withdrawals are item number 61, uh, withdrawn for further staff review. Item number 70, withdrawn to allow for Loctus, Yohalem Engineering, and their attorney to review their submittals and the outside independent consultants. Scrivener's errors, item number 23, motion to approve line six, currently reads for the Avi Aviation Department Maintenance Division. It should read, 
for the Av Aviation Department Maintenance Division and authorize the Director of Purchasing to execute the amendment. Item number 49 currently reads, motion to enact ordinance reading, Broward County Land Use Plan Amendment PC 17-15 in the City of Fort Lauderdale, Commission District 7. It should read, motion to enact ordinance amending Broward County Land Use Plan Map Amendment PC 17-15 in the City of Fort Lauderdale, Commission District 7, subject to the contract purchaser executing agreement to rec record restric restrictive covenant. Item number 63, under the summary explanation slash background section, at the, at the end of paragraph six, please insert negotiated agreement by the director of purchasing is recommended at an estimated value of $740,700. Item number 64, under the why is action necessary section, item B, line one, currently references in quotation marks, Broward County Procurement Code, section 21.12C6, closed quotation marks, should reference Broward County Procurement Code, section 21.14.C.6. Item number 74, hard copy of, re of heading currently states, George Tablack, Finance and Administrative Services, Agenda Prep, should state Andrew J. Myers, County Attorney. And I request items number 60, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 71, 72, 77, 79, and 81 be moved to consent. Additional information, item number two, signature pages have been received. Item number 23, the signature page, pages have been received. Additional material. Item number four, revised attachment A of exhibit one, submitted by Human Services Department. Item number 12, exhibit two, revised language on pages seven and 20, submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. Item number 25, memo to the board submitted by Finance and Administrative Services Department. Item number 30, memo to, memo to the board submitted by Finance and Administrative Services Department. Item number 60, memo on fuel price signage submitted by Environmental Protection and Growth Management Department. Item number 64-A, memo to the board submitted by the Finance and Administrative Services Department. Item number 65, memo to the board submitted by the Finance and Administrative Services Department. Item number 74, current proposed draft of mediated settlement agreement submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. Item 74, parentheses two, memo to the board regarding the Shaw property submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. Item number 78, county administrator's recommendation to a conceptual counterproposal submitted by county administration. Item number 79, statement from parents relating to resolution on Stop School Violence Act of 2018 submitted by Commissioner Michael Udine. Item number 80, language previously distributed as additional material submitted by Commissioner Tim Ryan. Public hearing, item number 49, declaration of a restrictive covenant and an agreement to record declaration submitted by Planning Council. And item number 50, land use plan amendment email submitted by Planning Council. Isn't there a faster way to do that? There's gotta be a better way to do that. I'm done, I'm done on that. Okay, uh, with that, are there any polls from the consent agenda? Got to start there. Yeah, that's good. You have, you have to ask everyone individually. I will, Commissioner Geller. No. no. Okay, Commissioner Markham. So I have a couple, but I don't want to. I want to make those folks wait. Um, number seventeen and number thirty. 
17 and 30. Mm -hmm. Okay. Commissioner Shreve? Only if no one else has any polls. Okay, all right. Commissioner Shreve? Um, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 15, <laughs> 24, 38, 42. Hike. No, sorry. Come on. <laughs> Oh, your birthday, 79? <laughs> None. 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 Vice Mayor Bogan. Polling number five. Okay. Commissioner Ryan. No polls. Okay. Commissioner Dean. Item number three, just to announce a quick abstention, and item number 20 for a quick comment. Okay. Commissioner Rich. None. Okay. Auditor. None. None. Okay. Administrator. None. Okay. And from the public, we have five just for questions and 39 just for questions, 40 for questions only. So we're not going to need to do these. Um, 50, that's public hearing. Okay. Um, with that, can I get a motion to uh, move? Second. Okay. I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Those pass unanimously. Okay, with that, we're going to go to uh, first item. Let's see. First poll number three. Thank you, Where's Mayor. Item three is a motion to approve a work authorization for work to be done by Craven Thompson. As I have previously mentioned, I am on the board of directors and own shares in Legacy Bank. The shares are not traded on a stock exchange. Another owner of Legacy has a substantial interest in Craven Thompson. Therefore, I will be leaving the dais and not voting on item number three. I ask that the minutes reflect that I have abstained from voting on item three. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, could I ask uh, for a little quiet, please, so we can hear? Thank you. Okay. Do I have a motion to approve item three? I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Come on back, Commissioner. Not okay, we're going to go to item not five. Unanimously. Wait, not unanimously. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Passes eight to zero with one abstention. It felt like it was unanimous. You told me to come back. I know, I know. You got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Exactly. Uh, okay, item number five, Commissioner Bogan. Um, you know what? I have my question answered. Uh, I don't need to address it. Okay. Does anybody else want to speak to that? Okay. Second. I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay, that passes. No, no. You're voting against? Okay. Okay, that passes 8 to 1. Okay. We're going to go to item 17, Commissioner Lamarca. Thank you, Mayor. I'm glad I didn't make them wait too too long. Uh, no, the, the the item I'm just, I pulled it to, pulled it, uh, to speak in support. Um, the work that has been done to keep uh, these four counties as a region for such a critical infrastructure and uh, issue for our for our entire community, the billions of dollars of 
upland uh, infrastructure, residences, and places where people want to come to visit, uh, I believe are being addressed uh, in, a, in a unified manner. And I, I have to say that if you look at a lot of the other things we try to do as a region, we're just not able to pull it together a lot of times. But with regard to the uh, Southeast Florida Regional Climate Change Compact, the compact uh, has been a tremendous success. And this year's summit was, uh, was fantastic. I just wanted to give uh, Dr. Harado and her, her team and uh, everyone really just a, a, a big round of applause and, and thanks for what you're doing to keep this uh, together. And you're actually not only getting them on, keeping them on board, but they're actually paying us to uh, their fair share to, to do this work. So it's amazing. Yeah. With that, I'll uh, support the item. Okay, and I concur on that. I think they're doing a tremendous job, and they're really leading the way, not only in these counties, but throughout the nation on, on climate change. I'll so, second it. Yeah, thank you for that. So we have a motion and a second? Did we have a second? Yes, I did. Mo okay, we have a motion and a second. Okay, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. We're going to go to item 20. Um, Commissioner Udine. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I pulled this one because I thought that it was important to bring this point out. This is something that I mentioned at the uh, budget workshop that we had last year. So um, when, this, when, the audited, when the audits came back of the different uh, agencies, the sheriff's audit came back and it found a million point four that was made just by better cash management. The number last year for reference, because I remember when I spoke about it at the workshop, was less than $100,000. So you're talking about $1.3 million simply by holding the money in a different type of account. By the way, there's another few hundred thousand dollars that could be done if it was just pooled with the county's money. And so you're talking about, let's say the number is $1.3 million. At $130,000 a racked officer, you're talking about 10 more officers on the street by doing a grand total of nothing on anybody's end. It would be no budget transfer. It would be nothing. There's 10 more police officers that can be paid just by better cash management account. So this was a start this year. I think it should be acknowledged that, uh, that we saw this. I plan on looking again at this year. There's other areas where this can be done. I don't know if it's fleet management. I don't know where it is, but there's more dollars that can be saved here by having our constitutional officers work with the county and the county professional staff. These are taxpayer dollars. I don't care how they're divided up. I don't care which constitutional officer uses them. They're tax dollars that should be used and, and be used the right way. This is a start. Thank you for the county auditor for picking that up when he reviewed the audit and discussing this with me. There's more here, and I think we should find it. That's good. Vice Mayor Bogan? Yeah, I, I find that really interesting. I'd like to know from the county auditor what they did in their cash management that saved 1.3 or 1.4 million? Uh, yes, sir. My understanding is uh, during the last year, they started piggybacking onto the county's contract with the bank that allowed them to earn the higher interest rate they had not been earning prior to that time. Um, are there things, as Commissioner Udine suggested, that our other uh, you know, officials can do with their budgets that can uh, piggyback or do something to save more money? Uh, I think that would be a safe assumption to say yes, sir. Uh, with the massive operations of the Sheriff's Office, there are undoubtedly areas of, of further savings. However, we don't know because we generally do not have audit authority over the Sheriff's Office. So unless there's a specific contract with the county or some other reason, 
we don't know how much savings could be out there. So just to follow on what you were saying, if I may. Please. We have fleet management in the county. We fix cars. They have fleet management. They fix cars. You can't tell me that there's no synergies if you put some of this together. I refuse to believe any other answer, and I don't need the auditor to tell me that. This is logic and common sense. That's all I'm bringing up with that. Well, what do you want to do? So, so, is there something that we can do to move forward to see how there, that synergy couldn't be moved forward? If you recall, just um, at, at the end of your workshop on the budget, you asked us to reach out to the constitutional officers to determine if um, there are areas where they would like, where we could partner. I mean, it could be on the reverse. There could be opportunities for us to save money if they're more involved in fleet than we are. Um, so um, we'll just have to continue to raise those questions with the constitutionals. As you know, they are separate, and um, they get to decide if there are those opportunities or not. Would you let us know, um, will you come back to us and let us know in the near future if they're open to doing that? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Sharif. Um, well, I presented uh, last uh, time we had our meeting on the budget a list of items from directly from our charter that we should be considering with the constitutional officers for sharing and those included payroll related items um, health insurance dental insurance it included processing of um, some human resources um, items it, it it has a list in our charter of items that we could in fact um, share and have cost savings with with the constitutional officers and I brought that up on multiple occasions and um, the staff also brought that up to some and there was a long list of reasons given as to why they didn't want to join some of those services but I think this item in particular and of itself proves that there is a cost savings by joining forces and I think that we should renew that request to do all of that again um, I don't have the actual piece of the charter with me, but I brought this up about three or four times. So I think the staff could provide that. That might be, it might be a, worth having that as a starting that, point again. I mean, wh wh why can't we say, look at, uh, by working together, we're gonna save money. Whether it was Commissioner Udine's ideas or uh, Barbara's ideas. Uh, otherwise, when your budget comes up, we're gonna have issues with you. So I, I think they heard you. It's moving, it's moving very slowly. Uh, I will tell you that this is one example um, where there were improvements made. Um, also, uh, our property appraiser has uh, reached out to our CFO to work um, with him on identifying uh, a new system and invited us to participate in negotiations. So I think it's it's happening. It's just it's going to take a little while to happen in. Any other comments? Okay. Do I have a with, that, with that, I will uh, move the item. Okay, I, have, okay. I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Uh, item 30, Commissioner LaMarca. Thank, thank goodness these, <coughs> these folks don't work cheap, so I wanted, I wanted to pull item 30 to, to ask Mr. 
Anderton, uh, if he could, Ms. Ms. Henry could ask Mr. Yes, Anderton. Yes, uh, Mr. Anderton, if you can come to the podium, please. Good morning, Mayor, Commissioners. Good morning, sir. I, did, I didn't just uh, ask you to come up to see what you thought about that uh, FSU Sweet 16 invitation, but however, um, no, I, I, I wanted to, uh, I pulled the item just in, in support and, and really asked Mr. Anderton kind of give us an update on when we thought the, um, the next version would be coming out. I know this is the funding for it, but since prior to even being elected to, to this board, I've had the benefit of, uh, of uh, our assistant board director, Mr. Anderton, providing uh, the master vision plan, the updates as it goes along. And I, and I have to tell you, when people ask how, how they do what they do over at Port Everglades, it's, it's very easy to see it when you see the, the uh, not just the, the plan, but also the, the video. So uh, can you maybe just give us a quick update on like what our timing looks like for the next iteration? Yeah, certainly. So we're, we're obviously gonna get started right away with approval of the, of the contract today, and NTP will be issued by Friday. And uh, we've broken the update into several phases. First phase being really updating our market projections, taking a look at what's happening in the global economy and adjusting the master plan projects within the plan based on what we see in terms of trends. Uh, that phase we anticipate will take probably around four months and the second phase then will move into plan development. Obviously starting with our longer term vision of 20 years and working our way back down to a five year cost feasible uh, master plan which really feeds our capital improvement program. And we anticipate the whole process of that would be completed within approximately a nine month time frame. Okay, that's fantastic. And, that, and obviously the existing plans that are in place continue to move forward, whether it's the logistics center, we're gonna be dealing with that shortly here, and obviously the rail, rail uh, Grand Rail project, Southport 29, all that keeps moving? Absolutely, those projects are currently moving forward. Uh, you know, pre-construction is, is ongoing, and actual construction with the turning notch Grand Rail portion uh, will be actually starting very shortly. So those projects are continuing to move forward, and the port sees those projects as actually, uh, you know, game changers for us in terms of being able to accommodate future growth. Excellent, well, thank you. With that, I'm gonna move approval of the item, and thanks for your hard work, David. Okay, I have a Thank motion you. and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. With that, we're going to go to the public hearing, and we're going to start with number 49. Okay, I'm going to open the public hearing. This is a motion to enact ordinance amending the Broward County Comprehensive Plan to adopt Broward County Land Use Map Plan MAP Amendment PC 17-15 in the City of Fort Lauderdale. And I have one from the public for questions only. Move approval. Second. I have a motion and a second. Any opposed? None, okay, that passes unanimously. We're gonna to go to item 50. This Ma is a- Mayor, on item 50, I have the same conflict that I mentioned for item three. Okay. Do I need to reread it again or? No, Commissioner, it's fine. Okay, I'm gonna leave the dais. Okay. Okay, I'm going to open the public hearing. This is a motion to enact ordinance amending the Broward County Comprehensive Plan to adopt Broward County Land Use map, Plan Map Amendment PC 18-2 in the City of Miramar. And I have, do I have, I don't have any uh, pulls from the public. Do I have uh, any discussion? Move approval. Okay, I have, I have a motion and I have a second. And any, any opposed? Okay, yes. We had gotten some, an email. Um, from a gentleman uh, that had claimed that there was a failure to 
um, correct some of the. Can't hear her. Uh, can you can you speak into the that? There was a failure to correct uh, some of the things that were uh, that needed to be done before this could be approved. So okay. I'm just wondering if someone can comment on that. Commissioner, uh, I mean, uh, Dennis Mealy is. Would you like to speak to this? Yeah. Uh, Dennis Mealy, 200 East Broward Boulevard, on behalf of the applicant. Uh, that uh, email which you received, I think, is the second time you've received that email. Prior to having your first reading on this item, I think the same gentleman sent a very similar email. Uh, the uh, plan has been reviewed by all the state agencies, and there is no defects. There is nothing that hasn't been done that is supposed to be done. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All those in favor? Aye. Opposed? I'm opposed on this one. Uh, that passes seven to one with one abstention. Okay. Okay, we're going to go. I'm the one. Mayor first. Seven to one is a and no. one abstention. And then an abstention. I'm going to go to item number 51. Uh, open up the public hearing. This is a motion to adopt a resolution to transmit a proposed amendment to the Broward County Land Use Plan map PC 18 4 in the city of Plantation. And I have no pulls on this. Uh, do I have any discussion? Move approval. I have a motion. I have a motion and a second. Yeah. All those in favor? I just have one. I have okay. one brief comment. Again, sure. going back to the same issue. Okay. Six hundred and two units. Two hundred and fifty dollars a unit brings in one hundred and fifty thousand five hundred dollars towards affordable housing, and you know that's not going to cut fixing affordable housing crisis in Broward County. Right. Um, okay. Let's. From from the attorney's office talking about creating nexuses and, and, and reviewing uh, what we can do. I'd like for you to elaborate a little bit on that for us, please. Uh, yes, I have actually uh, Deputy County Attorney Maite Escoitia here, and I know we see circulated a couple of memos uh, in advance of an anticipated workshop on that. But uh, Maite is our, uh, our expert on this issue. Changing what we do now to, to make it so that we have inclusionary zoning and, and, and any kind of tie-in to a development with some fees. Uh, there's a memo that came out uh, that addressed that a little bit. I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit on that, please. There are various options that different boards have considered at different points in times. One was a, a linkage fee. Inclusionary housing has been thrown around. It's been discussed, but the board has never wanted to pursue that as an option. Um, what we have now is, is the Broward Next update that provides for a fallback position. Or um, if, a, if a city doesn't have a program, we have a dollar per square foot that developers have been offering as, as a starting point. Um, but right now, there's, there's, I believe, what was discussed at the retreat is an upcoming workshop to discuss affordable housing, and there's, there's many options, including affordable, I mean, inclusionary zoning, linkage fee. Um, th there's, there's a lot of options for the board to consider. And I'm sure we'll have those all presented at the, at the workshop. Yeah. But, but what I want to say to, to us here is, I, I've been here now, my seventh year. Uh, and we've been bantering about this for some time. We've really done nothing. What we have here, as Commissioner Rich has pointed out, won't fix any problem. It's, it's not even a Band-Aid. Uh, it, it does really nothing. 
to, to really address the long-term issue that we're, got, that, that we're having now and we're going to have in the future, and it's going to get worse. So we're going to have to, at some point in time, really take this on and, and take the bullet if we have to in order to ensure that we ensure a better place for the future for, for all our people so we can have a good workforce here and they don't have to live in uh, Saint, Port St. Lucie or, or further north and can't come down here to work. I think, we all, I think we all agree on that one. Commissioner Ryan. Briefly, I just want to say that um, Commissioner Holness is right that it's been around for the seven years that, um, that you've been here, the six years I've been here. Uh, talk, 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 talk. Um, we always seem to be constrained by what the legal parameters are of uh, what, ty what type of um, uh, incentives and then what type of um, extractions uh, can be had, especially in the area of residential development. I think there's, there's strong case law on the commercial development that um, you can have uh, certain amounts of uh, funds based upon square footage that will be utilized for affordable housing. So uh, as much as I hate to make this recommendation, perhaps a workshop would be in order. Uh, yeah, we've already, we've already planned on one. We, we, we're gonna, but I mean, are we going to do it exclusively on affordable housing because it's such a large issue? I wouldn't want to blend it with, with other issues. Mayor, is that how, how you understand what the agenda will be at that workshop? I don't know how long it's going to be yet. I don't know what else, if, there's a, if it will have something else with that. It, it may be an entire day by itself, but we're going to make sure it has enough time to flush right. it out. And in advance, if we could look at also, uh, there's certain areas where um, development and density is more sensitive than others. And I, and I wonder whether there's um, any precedent or any uh, authority for us to be able to uh, kind of um, modify what the amount of a uh, affordable housing uh, per unit or per square foot would be charged based upon the location of the development. As we know, some of the development that is over in more sensitive areas like our, our barrier islands and the rest of that, um, uh, maybe you know, more is, is needed for affordable housing in light of what the impact is on the, on the community and whether or not you know, that can be uh, uh, legally sustained. So I hope we'll look at that issue also. Commissioner Mark. You know, I brought this up at the retreat, brought up the workshop. Um, Miami-Dade has uh, an additional housing trust fund. And it's been told to me multiple times that, you know, that was, that was a sweetheart deal that they got in Tallahassee, and it was renewed, but uh, that only they can have that. Um, I'm going to continue, as Commissioner Union said, I'm going to continue to not believe that uh, one, something's good for one out of 67 counties, but not the others. Not especially when we have the similar housing issues, maybe even, maybe even more based on the studies that we've been reading, um, that we shouldn't uh, pursue the idea of, of possibly uh, going down that same road and being able to cre create uh, through uh, commercial projects over a certain amount of money uh, that, that a number goes into this fund, and uh, if the folks in Tallahassee can't be trusted to not put money in a trust fund and leave it in a trust fund, uh, then possibly we'll have to do it here in Broward County. But I just, I don't, I don't see where you're going to get the money out of the development community to to put a linkage fee to to build uh, 
affordable workforce housing uh, by itself or, or in that method. I think we all look at uh, overall commercial and other, and other ways, but I mean, certainly there, from a legal standpoint, maybe, maybe continue to look into what we can do. And um, I know the same lobbyist that, that got that done works for us too, so maybe that can happen. Commissioner Geller. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I was just going to say these are the same discussions we had at the retreat. Um, there's a lot of important ways of doing this, what, what Commissioner Ryan suggested, density bonus, et cetera. We're not going to resolve this here now on the dais. I'd suggest we postpone this discussion till the retreat, but excuse me, to the workshop, because we already discussed all of these items. We, we're in consensus. Every one of us yeah, yeah. is in consensus. We need to do something but we're not going to resolve it today. Uh, I would, I I would agree second that. that motion. <laughs> okay. I was just letting you guys vent. We're just identifying issues. I know, exactly. Okay, with that, I will take a, my motion I to approve. I second that motion. Okay. I have a motion. I have a second. Uh, all those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Uh, we'll go on to item 52. Open the public hearing. This is a motion to adopt a resolution to vacate an easement for roads, utilities, and related purposes lying within... Parcel B of the Mulvey Platte Number One, located at 3401 Coral Springs Drive in Coral Springs, at no cost to the county. I have one poll from the uh, public for questions only. Motion Any to approve. Second. I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Item 53. This is a motion to consider award of a Class One ALS Advanced Life Support Rescue Certificate of Public Convenience and Necessity. I have no polls from the public. Move to approval. I have a motion. I have a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Mr. Mayor? Yes. Um, on item 54 and 55, okay. which you're about to get to, yep. they involve the issuance of life support transfer certificates and non-emergency medical transportation licenses. In my private legal practice, I represent American Ambulance Service, Inc., which could be impacted by the outcome of these items. Accordingly, I will leave the dais until these items are resolved, and I ask if the minutes of the meeting please reflect that they have abstained from voting on items 54 and 55. Further, I'm not as young as I used to, so give me a moment to get out. <laughs> <before you. laughs> Where's your sneakers? Get your sneakers on. Start reading. Start yeah. reading. Quick, quick. <laughs> yeah, start reading it. 54. <laughs> Slowly. There we go. Okay, uh, I'll open the public hearing. This is a motion to consider award of a Class Two ALS uh, transfer certificate of public convenience and necessity to the town of Davie. Uh, all those in favor? Aye. Any Move opposed? approval. Okay, we have a motion and a second. Um, all oh. those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. No, eight with the one abstention. I'm sorry. I did, all right, eight with an abstention. Thank you. I know, I mean, and I appreciate that. I really do because <laughs> I need it. I need the help. Uh, item 55, it is a... Maybe if you had a gavel. Wait, I know, I know. Somebody took my gavel. Ah. <laughs> that, that, that's what I was missing. Yeah, there, I know, exactly. <laughs> Even though everybody here but Barb has gotten that already. <laughs> yeah, but I got about 10 years left before yep. that happens. <laughs> okay, item 55. Motion to consider issuance of new licenses to provide non-emergency medical transportation services to care on Carrioni Transportation, LLC. Okay, care we have, one. Oh, care one. <laughs> Carrioni. <laughs> I'm going, what is that? <laughs> Carrioni <laughs> Transportation. 
<laughs> it's, all, it's all in one word here. I'm like, who knows? It's okay. Who I'm of approval. I like the Carioni. I like the, yeah, the Singing Transportation LLC. Okay. There is no, uh, there are no pulls on this one. All, uh, do I have a motion? I gave you a motion. I have a motion and a second. I know, exactly. Okay, all those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That's eight to zero with one abstention. Geller, right. you can come back. Geller, come on back. Didn't go that far. Keep reading. Right, keep going. Back to Carioni. Okay, 56. Uh, motion to approve. Amended and restated lease agreement between Broward County and Port Everglades International Logistics Center. This is the second time we've, uh, this one had two public hearings and authorize the mayor and clerk to execute the same. Uh, I have no I have no polls. I have move approval. I have a second. motion. I have a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Uh, item number 57, motion to consider enactment, uh, enactment of an ordinance, the ordinance uh, of the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County pertaining to elevators, amending section 8.5-16 AA of the Broward County Code of Ordinances. I have no polls. Move any, approval. I have, I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Item 58, this is an ordinance, of the, a motion to consider an enactment of an ordinance of the Board of County Commissioners pertaining to the Code of Ethics for elected officials and the Broward County Employee Code of Ethics Act, amending sections 1-19 and 26-73 of the Broward County Code of Ordinances. Move I have no polls. I have a motion, I have a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Number, uh, item 59, this is a motion to consider adoption of a resolution pertaining to parental leave for Broward County employees, amending section 14.232 of the Broward County Administrative Code. I have no pulls. Move approval. I have, a, I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously and that ends the public hearing. All right. Item number 61, Mayor. Yes, indeed. No, 61 has been withdrawn. It was withdrawn? 73. Yep. Okay. We're going to go to 73 and 70, 73, but we, why don't we wait on the shade meeting? We'll come back on that. And uh, we're going to go straight to, I can't, can't do 74, do wait that afterwards, right? What about okay. 70? I'm at 70 is, uh, oh. 70 wasn't taken off. That was right. 70 was also? Yep. Yep. So we're going to go to item 75. So no, 76. 78. 78. 75. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. No, okay. Okay. 75, 76. Okay, so 73 is the shade meeting. 78 is shade. 78 is the CRA. That's also shade. No, it's not. Okay. 74. 78. This has to do with the CRA. Um, would you like to speak to this, County Attorney? Yes, Mayor. I uh, believe yesterday is additional material. We circulated uh, the county administrator's uh, counter, 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 I think there were at least three counters, uh, proposal to send back to the city and the CRA. Uh, I think we've had the opportunity to brief commissioners uh, individually on that. And it would be our recommendation that we send that proposal uh, back to the city and CRA and see if we can uh, wrap up this litigation. I'll move it. Second. Discussion. Okay. We have a motion and a second with discussion. Commissioner Geller. I reluctantly think that we're being already too generous in our offers with the city. I, I 
have reviewed with you their legal stance. I think it's weak. Um, I'll go along with this last one just because that seems to be the desire of the attorney, but I'm not disposed to be budging off of this last offer and responsive to a counter, 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 counter offer, and I'm not happy with this one either. They're, su they're suing you for it. that one. Commissioner Ryan. On this latest offer, this to the uh, county attorney, uh, I thought we were just about at the point where um, the discussion was whether or not there was going to be an additional one and a half million dollars that was going to be paid uh, for um, the last year in which payments were being made, uh, I guess it was some five or six years after the, the TIF CRA was terminated. Um, and um, in our last offer, um, have we uh, moved to the position to, um, to fund an additional one and a half million dollars? In this uh, current proposal, which again is the county administrator's uh, proposal, it would include the fifth payment of $1.5 million at the end of 2025, but that is conditioned, uh, conditional upon the city and CRA agreeing that if there was any legislative action in the interim, uh, that would basically uh, negate the unilateral extension uh, by the CRA, that the city and CRA would lose all going forward payments. I'd like to have in that offer also the condition that that final one and a half million dollars be in what's called pot number one, where the county would be determine whether or not um, the, um, the expenditure of the money was truly to uh, alleviate slum and blight. Uh, because this is a very large CRA, and they certainly do have needs, but uh, based upon past uh, uh, performance of the Pompano Beach, Northwest Pompano Beach CRA, I think it would be best for the county to have control of that money with respect to uh, the identification of slum and, blight, slum and blight conditions that would be uh, ameliorated with, with the funding. Is, Com that, is that in that, that counteroffer? Com Commissioner, just to understand, uh, fund one, as you're referring to, is uh, directly uh, or is directed at residential slum and blight. So what you're saying is if the county were amenable to making that last $1.5 million payment in 2025, that the funds, instead of going into what we call funds two and fund three, go into that first uh, allocation. Uh, and if that's the case, I would just ask you just for clarity, uh, is that in, if, if the city were to accept that, would that be in lieu of the condition that's imposed on that, that fifth one point? No, that, that would be in addition to, in the, addition. to the, the condition that if the legislature acts to okay. eliminate that um, the payments uh, are terminated as of the effective date of the legislative action. That, and, and, and again, just for clarity, that condition would only apply if the city elects to have that fifth $1.5 million payment. Uh, because we're okay. So and your and your your counsel that I know is is litigating the issue is is right here. Perhaps she wants to sure. comment on the on the matter. Just one point of clarification: that 1.5, like the other 1.5 payments, is also subject to the specific pre-approved list of projects or types of projects that this board would approve. If that helps address your concern as well. So, yes, 
because I, I think that we've, you know, in the past with our um, Broward Redevelopment Fund, have, have a demonstrated record, demonstrated record of identifying slum and blight and addressing those needs. So uh, I, I think those assurances are, are appropriate if, um, you know, if we're going to continue to offer more and more uh, as an exchange to terminate the TFCRA. Commissioner, what, what I think Ms. Harrod was referring to is even without shifting it into Fund 1, Fund 1 is money that the county controls and never turns over to the city. Even if it were in fund, we call them two and three, two is really just a lump sum payment or supposed to be lump sum, and three is this stream of $1.5 million payments. Even as it is currently structured and it's in fund three, it is still subject to the board approving all of the projects in advance. Uh, so As opposed to the board proposing the projects, which would be in Fund 1. Yes, and, and Fund and, 1 is residential slum and blight, and, and Fund 3 is more generally... Well, you, you know, you might say that slum and blight is in the eye of the beholder, and I, I know I see that Commissioner Holness is smiling because he's very familiar with this issue that some neighborhoods seem to be left behind. And uh, I'm concerned. I know that Commissioner Holness has been on this issue for a long time. He's very familiar with the, na the neighborhood. And... Commissioner Bogan, I don't want to forget you. So you're very much engaged, right. and it's currently in your district. Okay, uh, point of first, point of hold order. On, hold on one first, I've got uh, Holness, Lamarca, Geller, then Bogan. Oh, point it's okay. Order. I just a point of order. I think that he should stop trying to be our counsel. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Second. Yeah. Okay, I, Commissioner Holness. I seek legal opinions. Commissioner Holness, followed by Commissioner Lamarca, followed by Commissioner Geller, followed by Vice Mayor Bogan. Were it not that there's still a tremendous amount of needs within this Northwest CRA, I wouldn't support an extension. We would go all the way. Uh, I believe there are some CRAs that have already matured. There's no need for us to have a CRA on Fort Lauderdale Beach, Hollywood Beach, or on the beach in Pompano. I think they have done their job, and we ought to bring those monies back in to address the issues of blight, and, and great unemployment and, and, and poverty in other areas. Uh, in this instance, I think what we've structured is probably the best we could do in terms of how we appropriate these funds and where they are directed. Uh, this, in my opinion, is, the, is it. There's no more movement. There's no more budgeting. There's no more negotiation. This, this is it, take it, or we go all the way, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I, I, I believe that a county administrator or county attorney and staff has done a tremendous job in crafting good language for us to be able to utilize to alleviate the issue of blight and in so doing assist with alleviating high unemployment and high poverty within these Community, so I'm supporting this as it is, but I want folks to understand this is it, the, the end of the line. We, we, no more, no further. Commissioner Lamarca, to quote the traveling Woolberries, is the end of the line. <laughs> um, so, I agree with I agree with Commissioner Holness's <clears throat> passion, but I, I would say that, for example, the the ECRA, which is coming to a close is implementing projects as, as they were planned. And just because there's success doesn't mean I think you have to go and
pull the plug if that was the agreement that we had. Now, the, the, the Northwest CRA that we're talking about certainly hasn't gotten to where, it, where we all think, and I would say that the members of the Pompano Beach community would say where we thought it would be at this point. Um, I'm very supportive of doing this and making sure that we uh, qualify that, that there, there is that fifth year, regardless of legislation. Um, I think the city would agree that uh, there are some projects that need to be done. And as, as some folks have said, there's nothing been done in a number of years. Um, well, there's, a, uh, there's an affordable uh, residential project that, was that is just being finished and it's, full, it's fully, uh, fully leased out or fully rented out. So um, there are things that need to be done and I'm supportive of this and I'm also supportive of our, uh, our oversight as we, as we said before. Um, this is a, you know, th this is a, it's an important issue that we need to, to move it forward, but I'm happy to see that uh, for the agreement that there were, there's not a subtraction from the other CRA in order to do this. And I think once this is done and we can get back to um, doing county, county dictated projects with uh, the uh, BRP and all that type of thing, uh, I think that's gonna be important. But you know, this is, this is an agreement I think we got to this point. Um, I'm not here to say, well, if this is it, this is it, then we're going all the way because I think we're there. There's no re no reason to uh, to make that statement. I think it's been made already. But more importantly, I think we have an agreement. And I think everyone is understanding of how hard it was to get here. I I need to let Vice Mayor Bogan go first because you spoke once first. Okay, Vice Mayor Bogan, then Commissioner yeah, Bogan. just for the uh, information from Commissioner Ryan. In the past year, I've had 20 meetings with uh, in the community at the churches with the pastors. Bertha and I went and met with at least 10 pastors. I've been meeting with the community, um, and so I've been intimately involved. It's my district with this. I know Commissioner Holness, pardon me? Well, Northwest CRA is, is okay. okay, no problem. And, and the, the, problem, the problem areas are my district, so uh, in, in, in any case, um, everything that the money is to be spent on is, has to be agreed upon by us, regardless of the bucket, and so I'm hopefully uh, everybody be in favor of moving forward. Commissioner Geller. Since Commissioner Ryan brought up the issue involving the legislative uh, issue, and I believe Commissioner Sharif was discussing that, I was working this year with our, our lobbyists on that. I can tell you there was absolute support in the legislature for abolishing the ability for or the purported ability, or I should say legislation clarifying that they don't have the ability to unilaterally extend themselves. There was absolute support for that in the legislature. Unfortunately, this year's session was very unusual. The oxygen was taken out of everything because of the uh, MSD shootings, and so a lot of bills didn't pass. And there were no local government bills really that passed that they could have amended the CRA language onto, but it appeared on a number of bills because of our excellent lobbying team. And had there been a vote, I have absolutely no question that it would have passed, which is why I, I'm willing to give money, but I kind of want in there someplace. I understand you're advanced in negotiations, and it may not be possible with this one, but I, I'm hoping that we can see something that says unless the legislature changes the law, because they will. Okay. Anyone else? Okay, I have a motion. I moved it, it was a second. Okay, we have a motion and a second. Mayor, this, the 
the motion is for us to send back the county administrator's counter, counter, counter proposal. Okay. Yes. Thank you. That's my understanding. Counter. Counter. <laughs> okay. We have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? It passes. Excuse me. Just to make clear, is it with Commissioner with Ryan's amendment? No. 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 Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to tear up. <laughs> okay. We're good. We're going to go to item number 80. Uh, this has to do with ballot language for the uh, transportation for the surtax. Um, does anybody have any thoughts, discussion on this? Mayor, can I ask a question? Sure. So um, in this motion to direct, this is the same um, language that we had started discussing during the um, retreat? Well, well, there's two different ones. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. And so we just have to vote one or the other on this one. Well, right? one, the, one, the first one you can't use at all. Can't use at all. Okay. Y yes, the, the, the first one, uh, Commissioner Sharif, uh, at the last minute, uh, the language in 2016 was modified because the two proposals, uh, infrastructure and transportation, were uh, linked. So uh, a number of words fell out of the proposal to include the linkage language. And, and the only reason we circulated it, there's, this is just what we did last time. There may be interest in refining the language uh, and updating it, but, uh, and, and also just uh, for the record, Commissioner Ryan uh, submitted as, as additional material uh, information related to the oversight board that was part of the ordinance that had been enacted in 2016. Well, I guess my, my um, biggest uh, comment was that I didn't want, I wanted to make sure that we didn't do the thing that made the city's portion fail. Like we didn't add that any of that language into ours, and that was the I, I, I got it, I got we're not it. Tying them to our legs, so we're <laughs> exactly. But um, also, there was a, a part a part of that was that was particularly um, offensive to people. That it was about um, uh, police cars and um, um, public safety buildings. So I wanted to make sure that we made sure that none of that language was in there. Um, not, not allowed with the transportation right, tax. Right, for the transportation tax. So I just right. want to, I'm good with the language. Okay. Commissioner Geller. Uh, thank you, Ms. Mayor. Um, I uh, agree that right now we're just directing drafting of general language, so I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. I do want to reiterate what I said at the retreat, which is as we get into more detailed plans, to also be going out that, you know, I still had questions on rail versus uh, buses on, on Broward Boulevard and, you know, extending out further. And I wanted whatever doc to make sure that whatever documents we sent out were, again, clarifying that either rail or bus or something alternative as opposed to mandating the rail option in certain places. Well, and, and to your point, that if you if, if you look at the language right here, it says directly implement rail systems along key corridors. So that would need to be if, depending on how yeah, everybody thinks. That's why I'm raising yes. this now. Okay. Um, next, um, Commissioner Ryan. What's a key corridor? We had a um, oh, a really detailed proposal on on how uh, tram 
the congestion that we have on our roadways can be um, uh, eliminated for the most part uh, by having um, hundreds of projects in pretty much every community in Broward County. So that was a very, very um, uh, helpful first step, and I want to applaud the, uh, the staff, in particular um, uh, the transportation and, and transit staff on their hard work on this. Uh, I asked in, in, in the, um, uh, at the retreat that we also take up the, um, the mechanism by which projects that are proposed by the county, transportation projects, how they are um, uh, vetted, how they are um, reviewed annually for performance, and it, it's through this independent oversight board. So the uh, attachment that I provided, the supplemental material, and we're not voting on it, I'm, I'm putting it out here, and then you're going to come back with something, I guess, in, in a couple of weeks that we can actually look at more closely. But uh, it calls for, and we had a long, long discussion on this, a, a nine-member oversight board uh, with different professions uh, that these oversight, this oversight board would have independence from the county. Uh, the county would not select the members. The county commission would not select the members of the oversight board. In fact, there's a five-member uh, nominating uh, committee that selects the oversight board. Um, all of the projects that are proposed by the county go to the oversight board to determine whether or not they comply with the state statute with respect to, to um, valid, uh, legitimate transportation projects. Uh, and as I said, it has the, the annual review. Uh, this, I think, will go a long way to building the confidence of the voters that this money is going to be spent truly on transportation projects. So um, to the, either to the county administrator or the county attorney, when will this be coming back uh, so that we can look at a proposed ordinance? It would be very easy to bring the ordinance back, uh, I would imagine, or draft ordinance at the next meeting because we went through this and did a lot of drafting in 2016. Uh, of course, uh, we'll try and modify it and then we'll work with the county administrator and with transportation staff, but it, it's, I guess at the next meeting we'll get additional input from you as to what you'd like to see changed uh, in the ordinance and in the proposed ballot language. So when we, when we approve the ballot language, at the same time we would approve the ordinance? I mean, this, this is what we have now as ballot language and it can be worked on now, it can be discussed now, it can be discussed at the next meeting. We just have to have it finalized uh, by some point in May so we could get it to the supervisor of elections. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the deadline is. I, and, and I think today what we're trying to do is take a good look at the language as it is and decide if there's anything in there that you don't like, anything that you want to change the order of, just in terms of you know, what's, what is promoting. And that, that's really kind of where we're at today, and then we have to decide when we're going to, to do the ordinance, if we're going to do the ordinance. Well, I mean, if you, you know, you have the language in both of the ballot questions, then we, we actually are going to be looking at the second one. Right. Uh, of an independent so oversight board. So, I mean, you've got to, you've got to put some meat on the boat. You're going to have to say, you know, how the board is constituted, what its, its duties are, how it performs its functions. So, I mean, we're going to have to have some ordinance, right. you know, Whatever the language is, is what this board's going to agree that, to. Okay. Um, Commissioner Holness, followed by Commissioner Lamarca, you wanted to speak? Okay. Yes, part, part of, uh, of my question was going to be a timeline as to when we're getting this back. 
but but I do understand this is merely a motion to direct, and I'm hoping that uh, we will have input as you draft the language, county attorney. Well, now I think now's the time to have okay. the input. Well, it's it's a back and forth in drafting ballot language. We're limited to 15 words in the title and 75 words uh, in the body. Uh, we worked a lot on crafting it last time. It was very interactive with county administration and transportation and uh, folks that understand these issues very well. Whatever input we receive from you today uh, or after this meeting, we're happy to try to work into the language. Uh, but ultimately, it's, there are so many uh, positive aspects of this, it's hard to get them all into 75 words, right. and they'll have to be compromises. Now, the 75 words uh, are just what's on the ballot. There will also be information that people can see. There'll be uh, an ordinance, and there may be other information available that will spell out in great detail uh, details of oversight and, and things like that. But whatever input you provide today and whatever input we receive from you, before the next meeting, we will certainly include in the draft ballot language. Commissioner Holmes, okay, is there me, anything on, that, on the ballot language as, as it is? So, so basically, the ballot language, I'm sure we're going to have to do some wordsmithing to make sure that it is a piece that is uh, a marketing piece to begin with, right. because that is what people are going to see. Yep. Uh, so it's going to take some, some uh, good crafting uh, of the language there. Uh, on the other side, in terms of the ordinance, what I want to ensure... Uh, Commissioner Ryan is any oversight board be inclusive of the broad diversity of the people of Broward County, not just representing our business community, though I want them there, they ought to be there, but we have to include others. Uh, and at the workshop, I want to be on record again here that I want to ensure that entities like Hispanic Unity, uh, Broad College, that has a large student body, uh, the largest student body of any other college is a university here in Broward County, and also Urban League and other entities like those that actually have a population base that needs these transportation uh, modalities even greater than the other folks because they can't afford, in many instances, anything else but public transportation. Commissioner Marka. So what we're taking up is is the language for this and to move it for, move it forward uh, to bring it back to us yeah correct but, yeah okay. correct um, so I'm going to support this today because okay. I, I think um, I think we need to have the language we agree on and then as Commissioner Holness said the first part of what he said was was the the critical piece um, if you watched the elections last week the 13th um, you saw that one city, Northwest Broward, had about three or four bond items on the on the agenda, on the ballot, and none of them passed. Um, they weren't blown out, but they didn't pass. And then another city, um, that was Coral Springs, and then you had Pompano Beach, which had four uh, bond items that were 183 million dollars in total, and every one of them passed at least two to one. So I think it, it is really important not just what we say, but how we how we how it is put out there. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to feel like they're getting something in this deal, whether it's the 650 people in Sea Ranch Lakes or the 175,000 people in Fort Lauderdale and everywhere in between. Um, our biggest task, uh, or this, this uh, item's biggest task is going to be selling it like the school board did the $800 million. And then I'm 
uh, hopeful that we'll be able to roll it out and implement it a lot quicker. Okay. Commissioner Udine. I'm going to support this motion because I think we need to fast track this. And I, I wasn't really there um, over the last year as far as getting this done as quickly as possible. But, you know, over the last few weeks when we had, and then when we had our workshop uh, a couple weeks ago, I think this is, and, I, and I've heard from every political consultant under the sun who's telling you why there should be fall off and there's not fall off, and this ballot language and that ballot language. At the end of the day, it's much, it's much easier for me to, 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 you know, comprehend this. We have issues in the county that need to be paid for, and there needs to be the dollars to do that transportation-wise. Even beyond uh, buses and, um, and rail, we had a slide in our package last week when we met. There's seven county bridges that, although they're safe, are functionally obsolete. So we need to tell the people that they, these things need to be paid for because we see what's happening when we don't take care of our infrastructure. It's a lot more than just, you know, where the light rail is going to go. But when we, when we hear traffic light synchronization, you need the fiber optics in the ground, and that's part of this plan. All you need to do is turn the news on to say we, need, we better be doing a better job investing in our roads and our infrastructure. And we need to put it out there to the county, and they need to vote on it. Because even if this doesn't pass, if this weren't to pass, there's still seven county bridges that are functionally obsolete. Yes, they're safe, but when you see the words functionally obsolete next to something, it doesn't give you the best feeling when you go to sleep at night. So this is going to need to be done. I'm supporting this today. I think this needs to be brought back in short order, and we need to gear up to get this on the 2018 ballot and to get this passed. Just to, for clarification, do you feel like that that message that you're saying needs to be part of this language in, within that or incorporated I, into that? I think, I think that there is, I mean, we need to bring the, the transportation network up to the 21st century. And, and however we do that to push that out there, that's what we need to, to do. I, I mean, I'm not a professional ballot drafter. There's people that are more expert than me that are going to do this. But this is one, you know, I don't care what the ballot fall off is. I don't care, you know, what needs to be done. Commissioner Lamarca made a good point. There were different cities that had different bond issues. Some of them passed, some of them didn't, because the residents are smart enough to look at the things that they consider a priority and pass it. When I see bridges that are functionally obsolete, when I see fiber optic network that's not in the ground, these are things that need to be done right away. And I also, I wholeheartedly heartedly agree with Commissioner Ryan. The oversight part of this is, as far as I'm concerned, an equally important component to sell this to the public. So. I'll support it with that. When, and I'm going to go back to one thing. When you're, when you're looking at the ballot language itself and you're seeing are there things, and I think this is what we're at, I think we need to, if we're trying to help you out on drafting, what, is there anything in there that you would take out or, or put in, and you know, like if you're trying to put bridges in, what would you, is there something you might take out? And with that, I'm going to go to Commissioner Rich. Thank you. And then back to Commissioner Thank Ryan. Thank you. Um, I just want to remind everybody that you can only have 75 words. Right. And uh, I don't think we have to have a litany of, of each and every thing. Uh, you know, there are people that will draft this and give the broad strokes to it. The one thing that I do believe should be in here 
is just a statement that the expenditures are overseen by an independent oversight board. I think that needs to be in here. Mm -hmm. And I have been from uh, at the works at the retreat, very supportive. I think it needs to be on the 2018 ballot, and I'm ready to vote. I'm ready to, to go. Okay. I hope and that is on there. Right yeah. now, with this the sample, mm -hmm. it is there at the very last sentence. It says uh, no, expenditures have, overseen by an independent yeah, but oversight that one doesn't board. Have, you're, that one doesn't have the percent in it. You're talking about the second one? Yes. Second one, it does. On exhibit one? Yeah, it does. It says 1% sales surtax. On the first. 30-year, right. 1%. Okay, it's not on this that page. All right. But, I, um, but again, I just think the independent board needs to be. And, and I yeah, agree with okay. that. I think, I think yeah. everybody's. Commissioner Thanks. Ryan. It's, um, if you look at the staff analysis, uh, exhibit one is the, um, it's identified as the 2016 initial ballot language. Um, so we're, I think we're going to do this, it's going to be in, in two, two phases. One is we'll approve the language, both of the um, uh, ballot language uh, with the constraints that the uh, county attorney listed, and also um, on the ordinance. And with regard to the ordinance, it referenced with the oversight board, it referenced the state statute of what are approved transportation projects that can be funded under a... Um, a uh, sales tax uh, specifically dedicated to transportation. So if, if we can look at that language again as you speak with the commissioners on what they would like to ha have in here, but I mean it specifically speaks to roads and bridges, bus and fixed guideway systems, on-demand transportation projects. Uh, so we have it here, and um, I, I would say that, you know, we do have language in here about implementing rail systems along key corridors. Um, you might want to also consider when it says approve local roads, roads and bridges, you might add bridges there. Uh, and it does to, um, to the issue that was raised, uh, and it's a good issue by uh, Commissioner Udine, it speaks to implementing emerging transportation technologies so that we have the flexibility <coughs> uh, as transportation services and, and products uh, are evolving so quickly to, uh, to fund it under that, uh, under those um, categories. And, and then the last thing, of course, is a very, very detailed plan that we go out and actually speak to the community with this plan, which is going to be, I think, a monumental effort with 1.9 million people to get out into enough of the community so everybody understands how they will directly benefit from um, the sales tax. We have a hold for a workshop on the 17th, and this may be a place where we could kind of hammer out what we would like to see an oversight board look like. Would, would everybody, does that make sense for everybody? Affordable housing. April 17th, we have a hold for a workshop. Affordable housing. Okay, but we could we could use a little bit of time to, uh, to, okay. to do that as well. Okay. 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 Um, with that, Drew, do you have enough to work with? I, I, I think we do, and it's actually, I know uh, Deputy County Attorney Angela Wallace is here, who's going to take the lead on that. Uh, Angela, do we have enough? Uh, yes, we have enough, and we will bring something back to you for the next meeting. Okay. Right, so it, there's a motion to direct, and I, I move that the, the uh, County Attorney present uh, ballot language and a proposed ordinance uh, consistent with the comments here. Okay, and, and I'd say consistent with the comments from the retreat as well. Comment on it. Okay. Mayor, I, I would just like to 
ask that if anyone has, you know, really good thoughts about language, that they just be mindful of that 75 word limit and think about what they would eliminate. Yes. I, I know and Bridges came out last time, if I remember correctly, but my, by my count just now, we're only at 70 words here, so we okay. might have a little We can add two more. Yeah. <laughs> and hyphens uh, right. count as both parts of it count as two words, uh, each word, so a you hyphen? can't use hyphens to get around it. So. Oh, nice try. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they figured that out. Yeah. Okay, so I have a motion. Do I have a second? Second. Okay. Well, we have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Okay, thank you very much. That, that passes unanimously. We are on to non-agenda. And then we're going to go to the shade meeting in the other room. Okay. Uh, Are you amazed? Awesome job. Awesome job. <laughs> Full Africa. Hey, you know what? If you were quiet earlier, you would have been on. We would have been done. <laughs> okay, real quick. Yeah. Um, first of all, I, I just want to start off. I thought the I, I thought the retreat went very well. I thought there was a lot of good uh, discussion there, and I want to thank staff for and those boards that we don't get a chance to hear from very often. Uh, I thought it was nice to hear from them, and they did. They all did very good presentations, and gave us a chance to see what they do, and that was that was very helpful for all of us. I thought. Um, this Saturday is a march for our lives, and I think. Commissioner Udine, you're going up, correct, to Washington. Do you, and I don't know, I don't have any information about the ones that are here. I know there's one in Parkland. I know there's one in Pembroke Pines, Pompano Beach, various places. Um, so uh, I think we, we should be very, very proud of our, our kids here in Parkland for what they've, all over Broward, all over Broward, all over Broward uh, for what they've made happen throughout the United States, really. It's pretty amazing. Uh, tomorrow, there's going to be another meeting on the solid waste and recycling with Arcadis. They're going to be looking at options. Uh, at the last meeting, what was pretty interesting is that it was talking about governance structure. And what I was seeing was the, most of the cities walking out of there kind of thinking they had done a very good job showing various possibilities of governance structure. But I was seeing it kind of falling between looking at a dependent district and an independent district, how those might, uh, how those might play out. And I might... I guess my request to Drew would be if, you, if there's a way for your um, staff to, to be able to illustrate to us exactly what, those, what that would mean in terms of control, all those kind of things, so that we have a good understanding of that. Would that be possible? Yes. Would you like us to put an item on for the next agenda? On Not yet, no. But more just, just for uh, for all of us to understand what those are. Uh, of course. We get so in briefings. Just, yeah, just for information. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. And then I just I also want to congratulate all the, uh, the new commissioners that were elected throughout the, the county. And uh, I want to uh, give a thank you to Jack Souter for all his hard work uh, and dedication to the city of Fort Lauderdale. He's done a great job over the years. And with that, I will go to start with Commissioner Rich. I just want to reiterate again how in, incredibly awesome the young people are at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Everywhere you turn, uh, these young people are taking the lead. I know, you know, people think about the fact that adults are supposed to take the lead, but in this case, uh, the children have taken over and uh, from 60 minutes uh, the other night I mean it's just amazing and it, I, I for me 
it just is a, a, an incredible opportunity to, to talk also about our public education system and how uh, the incredible education that uh, young people receive uh, in our schools. Yeah. Commissioner Dean. Just quickly, um, I had the chance to spend uh, Friday afternoon at the airport with Mark Gale. We did a, he took us on, a, it was pre-planned, but it served to be very convenient with everything that's been going on lately in the news with, between the bridge collapsing by the construction company that's out working at the airport and um, the, you know the whole concept of after action reports and whatnot. They're doing it right at the airport because I was just in the emergency operations center. If you guys haven't been there, head over there and check out what, what Mark Gale has done with the new emergency operations center in the airport. It's amazing and uh, it's, it's really worth taking a look at and I, I thought that it was after the issue that happened at FLL last January, I was, I was pleased that the airport hired an independent outside person. They, there were no holds barred. Give us everything that you have. And, and, and Mark Gale took that and he's implementing that one by one into the future. And I'm just hopeful that, because I, I know we've spoken, and I'm hopeful that we can hire that same type of after action, uh, hire sooner rather than later on this Douglas thing so that we can, we can do that. And I, I mean, I'd really like to see the, the, the company or person selected within the next 24 or 48 hours, and then we can work on the scope or whatever needs to be done so that we can move that forward. Thank you. Commissioner Ryan. No comments. Vice Mayor Bogan. Wow. Um, He's trying to get to lunch. Real quickly on the bridge design, Bertha, <laughs> uh, there's the company that, what are the, about the bridge, they're working for us at the airport? Yes. Are we um, curious to make sure that what happened in Miami doesn't happen in Broward? Are we doing anything? Is there anything that we can do or? Well, absolutely. Basically what we're doing at, at, we wanted to clarify how our projects um, were built, meaning um, the construction methodology that we use um, and the um, significant amount of oversight that we have on our projects. Um, we're, we'll, hopefully we'll learn a lot more after um, there's a determination of specifically what happened at, at that bridge, because right now we don't know. There's a lot of speculation, okay. but we have, uh, we're on it. Um, with respect to the investigation that we authorized a couple weeks ago, have we hired anybody yet to start our investigation? We have not hired anyone yet, but we're, we're prepared to. Do you no. know when we'll be hiring somebody to start that? So I had a conversation earlier. Um, um, my goal initially was to make sure that the participants on the task force had at least a look-see of who we looked at, who we interviewed, and um, weigh in, but there's been some conversation about maybe moving forward and letting them, uh, the members of the task force, sort of work out the scope. So I'll, I'm so happy to share that. I'll get I just, you. Is this something in the near future, do you think? Yes. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And, and then I, I just wanted to tell my other, my commissioners, we're going to be announcing something tomorrow about uh, uh, that has to do with the students. It's a uh, organization that's coming out with, I work with the alumni, and uh, according to our county attorney, I'm not really allowed to uh, get uh, my fellow commissioners involved in it. And uh, 
but correct county attorney just say yes or no yes thank you <laughs> uh, all right so i just uh that's it <laughs> no no we have we have over 25 elected officials involved and so i'm excited about it tomorrow anyway commissioner sharif oh. <laughs> actually i can't take another thing so i'm good with that um, I just wanted to mention that Broward County's Office of Economic and Small Business Development has launched a 12-month team-up Broward Mentor Proje pilot program to encourage and motivate prime contractors to help Broward certified small businesses enhance their ability to perform successfully on Broward County contracts and subcontracts. This pilot program targets protégés in the construction and professional services industries based on outcomes and lessons learned. Future programs may include firms in the contracts um, or business services, commodities, and concessions industries. Also, the Cultural Division, ArtServe, Inc., and the Community Partnership for Arts and Culture invite artists and creative professionals of all disciplines to boost business practices, develop marketing skills, and strengthen sales at the artist as an entrepreneur AEI on four consecutive Saturdays in June with 20 individual classes led by South Florida's top-ranking arts practitioners and industry professionals, the 2018 AEI seminar offers dynamic presentations, panels, and interactive workshops tailored to today's creative marketplace. All sessions will be held at ArtServe's Auditorium at 1350 East Sunrise Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale. And um, other than that, Mayor, I attended a number of events, but the Jazz in the Gardens is event that I wanted to bring up because um, this is an event that is on its 13th year. We did it this weekend. It went from 1,500 participants 13 years ago to 65,000 um, count this year. Broward County has been sponsoring that event through the CVB. Um, it is growing. Uh, we have a sponsor area that has become very popular. And I just wanted to encourage everyone to kind of look at um, the outtakes from the event and also look at where that event is going in the future and maybe we can look at doing something more with that event. It is an amazing opportunity to showcase Broward. As a matter of fact, in our Convention and Visitors Bureau tent where I was um, in our area, I had the opportunity to meet many um, national organizations that were considering Broward County for their conventions. And so that's kind of why I was there and what I was doing, but I think that all of us should take the opportunity to look at that and see the great work that they're doing. With that, that concludes my report. Can you repeat that? <laughs> Commissioner Lamarca? Over or under? Thank you, Mayor. Um, I wanted to, uh, you know, watch, watching all these, these things unfold on national TV and the attention that's been paid to our students is, is tremendous. Um, but obviously this, this whole issue is still developing and uh, we're, we're gonna find out a lot more and we are finding a lot more day by day of what the history was leading up to this event. Um, and so, so far what I've learned is um, not what I wanna learn. It's not, uh, it's not that everyone did, their, did as much as they could to prevent something like this from happening. Um, while we were sitting up here, there was a shooting in a school in, in uh, Maryland. Um, there were a couple of students injured. I don't think any were, uh, were uh, fatalities, but the shooter is, not, is no longer with us and that uh, mentioned that the law enforcement was there. Um, I think a lot of people in this community have a, have a real uh, deep introspection to do, really in, in the entire country's community, uh, as to how we stop things like this from happening, whether that's 
what, what our legislature did with respect to the, the physical investment in schools and what we need to do here locally um, in those schools. You know, somebody said to me, well, do you want kids to go to school in a, in a prison? I said, well, I don't know if you've flown out of the airport lately, but, you know, you have to take your shoes off, you take your belt off, you have to go through machines. You know, it is, uh, we're, we're, in a pl- we're in a place where if you want to have the conversation about how people are uh, doing these terrible things or what they're using to do these terrible things, you, you, you damn well better be ready to have the conversation about what we're doing with uh, watching, watching what people are doing, dealing with, them, uh, dealing with the people, the whole person, and then making sure that we have the best, uh, best equipment and resources we can to, to prevent it. Um, that being said, I want to wish everyone a uh, happy, we won't meet next week, so a happy Good Friday, Passover, and Easter. Commissioner Holmes? Yes, uh, this Wednesday, tomorrow, I'll be at a groundbreaking ceremony for 20 new homes in the Broad Municipal Service District, that's the unincorporated area. Five nonprofit uh, organizations that uh, provide affordable housing uh, will build 20 new homes in the BMSD. Uh, the entities are Neighborhood Housing Service of South Florida, Homes, Band, Liberia Development Corp, Sunrise City, CD, CHDO, Chodo. These homes will either be three bedrooms or four bedrooms with two-car garage, so they're gonna help to enhance and, and lift this neighborhood up. Uh, they will be owner-occupied homes also, I want to thank our housing department for, for great work in helping to make this and our county staff for really seeing that we get this done. This pa- past weekend, Saturday and Sunday, uh, I was at the Lord Hill Mall uh, at our citizenship drive. Thanks to you here for uh, allowing the county to be a sponsor so that I can work on this uh, fully. Uh, with my staff in my office, I want to thank them and Thank those here who helped. Uh, in fact, Commission Udine actually came out to one a couple of months ago. Um, we processed over 160 people uh, between Saturday and Sunday, and 100 completed applications ready and in the mail. Uh, so that was really a good feeling. It was very well organized, uh, thanks to all those who came out to help. Uh, Florida Immigrant Co- Coalition has been a great supporter. Uh, they help us bring the computers uh, and volunteers and provide infrastructure. Lord Hill Mall provides the space. Caribbean Bar Association was out in full numbers this weekend. Uh, one of the honorees this morning uh, of uh, the Shiraz, uh, uh, attorney Jackie Powell, who's also a candidate for judge, and H. James Curry, uh, our mainstays at uh, our event. The next event will be April 21st and 22nd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Lord Hill Mall. And that's at 1267 North State Road 7 in Lord Hill 33313. And for more information, you may call 954-637-3872. And happy Easter to everyone. Commissioner Geller. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, First, uh, Glad being back. I enjoyed working with our uh, lobbying team in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some very good lobbyists up there. Um, I have just been uh, uh, elected to succeed you, Mr. Mayor, as chair of the Broward Water Board. Um, 
want to comment on the retreat. It was excellent. It gives us an opportunity to really discuss issues which we never have up here. And you know, I thought that that was very useful to so we could do the important give and take. Um, we had received a non-agenda item about the uh, state constitution revisions commission. Uh, it's still early, but you know, uh, I personally intend to be very active in or organizing a group trying to oppose everything because the stuff that they're going to come out with, they might by accident come out with one or two things that aren't horrible, but, but that would be unusual. Most of the stuff that they're going to come up with doesn't belong in the Constitution at all, and the stuff that is constitutional worthy is mostly bad, so uh, I will, you'll be hearing more about this as we go. Um, in reference to the discussion on the uh, the investigation that the independent look that we're doing. I've been under the impression that the people that we're going to hire are not going to be doing their own independent analysis, going out, interviewing people, things like that, on the after-action uh, report, uh, but rather are going to be doing what I would term a meta-analysis, which are they're going to wait and see all of the there, we're going to get reports pretty quickly from uh, FDLE, from sheriff, from school board. And I've been under the understanding that they're going to be waiting and looking at these reports as opposed to adding another fifth or sixth or seventh layer of people interviewing the same people. Is that true? Yeah. So we know that given that particular incident, there were gaps um, in our response, and the gaps really don't specifically relate to any one entity. So in that case, they would be um, looking at that very specifically. Um, and in, in, in the case of Broward County, as you know, that we've had a number of articles speak to the uh, problems with the communication system. I just think that that needs to be independently verified. Um, the sheriff um, did respond, um, indicating that um, they would, um, because FDLE is doing their piece, um, that um, they would not be at the table with specifics. So again, once we realize what all the gaps are, and there are no uh, there's no entity looking at those areas, we would be asking them to look at those. But the areas where um, they are totally vested in getting a resolution to the issue, we would be. Yeah, I just don't see the point in having being the fifth group to interview the same people. Yeah, I thought we authorized an investigation, it, a full uh, investigation. And I know what you're saying, but our board, I believe, voted for a full see, investigation, not to look uh, over reports of no, other that's, people. I, I, that's not what I recall us voting on. I think if there was some confusion, and I think that we had asked, uh, I don't know whether it's county attorney or the county administrator, to, to possibly clarify, but I thought that what we had voted on was to... Um, do a after action investigation or report, but I, I 
have been under the impression that this would be more of a meta-analysis with the fill-in information. If, based on the review of the first four, we find that there's an area that they haven't looked at, Correct. That that's something we would do. But I did not think we were hiring investigators what to for? go out and what interview the same people. What four others are doing investigations? Well, I know you've got FDLE, and I said four, it's at, that's a random number. I know FDLE is doing it. I'm sure that the school board is doing one. And I know that there's a number of investigations out there. I was not under the impression we were hiring investigators to go out and interview the same well, people. I think again. the board should chime in because I was under okay. the investigation. I thought we were doing something much different than that. Um, you know, I, I saw the school board said that they were going to hire an independent company and pay $60,000 to look at the transcripts and the different um, issues within the school. I thought that's what they were supposed to do. I thought that's what the school board staff down in the glass building over there where there's quite a few people were supposed to do. Um, I know that FDLE was ordered to look at BSO and their, their different things. But there is nobody that's coming in with the comprehensive look at everything. And by everything, I include Broward County. That we should be, we, we need to be, everything should be looked at on this. There's no group that's going to look at this from an overall point of view. And when we spoke about this last time, this needs to be, because no one's going to believe any of these investigations that are coming from these independent, independent little groups. They're all in CYA mode right now. And that's why nothing is really being done. And you got the northwest part of the county here still on major edge. That, that there's things that need to be done, and there's things that need to be done by an independent outside expert with the gravitas to come in here and look at this. And every one of these departments, no matter what they say in these letters that they're spitting back to us, are going to participate in this. Because if they don't, it's it's really says something to the county. I could care less what these letters come back from these other agencies, whether they're participating or not. Trust me, they're participating in this. Because if not, that's going to be what the report's going to say. And when that happens, Katie bar the door as this thing goes forward. They all need to participate. There's plenty of issues that can go around here. But the northwest part of this county deserves a response and deserves an investigation so that this doesn't happen again. And there's only one group that seems to be able to do this, and that's us. We're the only ones that really aren't conflicted in this. Um, and it should be done. And, if we, and, and we're the ones with the moral authority to do this. We fund the sheriff's department. Everybody thinks that we're responsible for all this stuff anyway. We need to do this. And I, that's what I thought we were voting on. I didn't think it was unclear at all last go round. Uh, Commissioner Ryan, then Commissioner Rich. We, um, we were in a conceptual agreement when we discussed this, I guess it was, what, two weeks ago. We were going to hire um, a nationally recognized consultant. We had various recommendations. I had myself mentioned the um, uh, West Point School of Counterterrorism. Uh, and there were other experts out there, and I, I hope you're considering them among the experts that you're going to look at. And uh, it was going to be more comprehensive than just what occurred at that one school on that afternoon, but more of what leads to this happening any place where people gather. And we have many, many venues in Broward County that 
um, could have some level of exposure. So we were going to look at the specific incident, but grow out from there what would be best practices for security of county infrastructure and, and the community in general. That's where I thought we were headed. Commissioner Rich. Thank you. Um, well, I'm one of those people that did not think that we were going to do this entire investigation ourselves. And um, at the Broward workshop the other day, at their big event, uh, the superintendent stood up and talked about uh, having already committed and hired an independent group to come in, and they'll have the report by June. Um, I, I think that each of these agencies are going to have outside people that are going to be doing, just like FDLE and whoever will be doing Department of Children and Families. The governor's already talked about that. So I, I, I just don't see that as our role. I see our role, as the county administrator said, convening this task force. If there are holes and things that haven't been investigated, that's one thing. But you have the major people uh, have to, they have to get this out there to the public and it has to be transparent. And I believe it will be transparent. So I think for us to come in and hold ourselves up as the only ones who can do this is just really not our role. So I, I hope that we go back to this idea of what I thought we decided last week or two weeks ago, and that was not for us to be uh, the group that you know pulls out a full force investigation of this. Um, again, I, I just don't think that's our role. Commissioner Geller. Thank you. Um, to, first of all, Ms. Mayor, when we're conclude this discussion, I had one additional item in the non-agenda, okay. so don't forget that. Okay, um, but yeah. on this, it is very clear that we don't all have the same idea of what it is that we had adopted. I know I had discussed with the county administrator my view of what it was, and I think she and I were in accord, uh, but, you know, whatever it is, Clearly, I, I, I don't think we're in agreement. I agree with Senator Rich. I also agree with Commissioner Ryan uh, in reference to uh, what they were saying. And I agree with Commissioner Udy in, in reference to the people in the Northwest and the entire county do deserve a clear answer. It is, and I don't, with all due respect to BSO, the school board, FDLE, uh, children, family, whoever, I agree. I don't trust any one of them is going to give a completely impartial uh, report. It's impossible to do so when you're judging yourself. I'm not blaming any of them. I just, I think if there does need to be an overall independent review, I think the question and where we may or may not be disagreeing is I didn't think that we were going to be hiring somebody to go out and take testimony from people when they already have given their testimony to multiple other people. The impression that I was under, and again, we're all clearly different ones, is that we, there's going to be at least three or four, for all I know, there may be five or six reports, that we were going to be waiting largely until they're concluded and then try and synthesize them, come up with a comprehensive report based on all of the testimony where we'd be requesting the transcript from all of the others of who they spoke with, what they had to say, that there would then be a 
synthesis, if they needed, the, uh, like I said, uh, typically referred to as a meta-analysis, which is an analysis of the analyses. Uh, and then based on that, if there was any additional testimony necessary, I presume they could do that. And thereafter, this task force that we're appointing would be looking at everything and coming up, as Commissioner Ryan said, with recommendations for the future. Can I make now, a that's what I thought, and let's have a discussion if we need to. We have a shade meeting coming up at 1230. Is it possible for Ms. Henry and her office to get together with each of us as a commissioners, uh, each of the commission offices to um, explain and um, for us to understand what Commissioner Udine's motion was all about because I was clear on what he wanted and I was in um, support of that and I really have no desire to sit here and go over this whole thing again after we went through this already. Wait, 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 I was recognized. Wait, I was recognized. Vice Mayor Bogan, then Commissioner Holness, then Commissioner Look, look the mere fact that Commissioner Geller says it's impossible to get an impartial that says it all. We need, we're the only neutral party here. BSO is gonna, has, has you know, been allegations against them. The school board, there's been allegations against. We're the only impartial entity. We need a full investigation. We don't have to take testimony 20 times. If there's testimony taken, our sure investigative company can use someone's testimony. But, 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 but the point is, we need a full impartial investigation, and but that's not, what I voted on. And I'd like to pull the transcript to see what we voted on then. But Vice Mayor Bogan, they didn't. They're not. They're to Commissioner Geller. They are not investigating themselves. They have an independent people. Right, well, I mean, it's just like when we did FL, our own FLO report. That was an independent one, and and we accepted that. We weren't trying to cover anything. We we accepted whatever they they, they did, and we went from there. So I, I mean that's it's, I don't think you can automatically assume that that's not going to be a valid report. I, I assume it works. Commissioner, Commissioner Dean. When FLL took place, there were two independent reports done. There was a report done by the sheriff's office, and then there was a report done by the independent expert that we hired. Request them and just review them and see which one was the report that Mark Gale and everybody is using. It's not even a comparison. That being said, we got an email from county administration about 10 days ago. They had interviewed um, Louis Free. They had interviewed, I think it was TriData was one Tri -Data. of the ones that did after one of them. They knew what they were looking for there. The, the professional that does this is the one that's gonna answer all these questions up here. I'm not a professional in mass casualty investigations. Either are my eight friends up here that are working here with me. We need a high-level person to look at this to bring some credibility back to, to how this was handled all along the way, even with the county, the city, whoever's involved, this needs to be looked at, this needs to be done the right way. I thought we voted on that. We've started to interview two of those firms like that, and my understanding was that this was happening imminently. I don't even know why it hadn't happened already, but I respect what mm -hmm. county administration understood. I, to me, is it Ray Kelly? Is it Louis Free? Is it West Point counterterrorism? Is it the John Jay Police College in New York? This has got to be somebody high level to come down here. Let them review transcripts. Let them review what happened. I can't make heads or tails of this. I see a I see a 911 calls get put in the paper. No one can figure any of this out. At least I can't. Every side is saying that it's somebody else's fault. So we need to look at this to make sure that it doesn't happen again. 
I thought we already voted on it. I'll make a motion that we hire one of those people within 48 hours and vote it up or down if you want. But I thought we already did that. Commissioner Holmes. Yeah, I, I, I think listening to my colleagues here, you're pretty much saying the same thing. Okay, yeah, in different ways. Yeah, okay, so so the, the situation is this. We hire someone who will look at this whole thing, where there's already reports, review those, and if they need to do more work to do more investigation, they do. That's simple. But that's, I mean, I think that is different. There's, people are looking at this slightly different. Because I was, I, I know when I brought it up to in the, initially at the, at the workshop, I was looking at a synthesis. Of, of being able to pull, that's a part of it. I know, I know it's a part of it, and and re, and recognizing that there are going to be gaps. DCF's not doing a report. FDLE is, school board is. Those that are doing it, we there's no point in out trying to out FDLE FDLE. We're not going to do it. We you know we should look at those reports as those are going to probably be a valid. That's a valid report. I think the way the school board's going about it, that's going to be a valid report. Those that those places where there isn't one, having to do with our own, our own call system, those things, absolutely, we need a full exactly what Commissioner Udine and Vice Mayor Bogan's talking about, full part. But this is a blend. This is a blend. It is not a, I know, but not everybody's saying that. I'm trying to I'm trying to <laughs> clarify it. But it is a blend. It is not one company trying to go and do all of it. And that our, I'm sorry. <clears throat> that's okay. I, and I, I don't know if. Commissioner Dean, are you seeing it that way, You're, or are you seeing it as one of, of one group? Because I, we probably all had re recommended different. You know, I when I first when this first happened, the next day I went to Bertha and said, "Here's what, you know, I, I want to try to do the same kind of thing we, we were talking about," and I I offered some names, um, I, and I don't care who it is, just as long as they're good and they're they're valid. Um, but are you are you are you okay, and just so we're clear on this, are you okay, and Vice Mayor Bogan, to, 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 as a blend? In no. other words, looking, yes? No, no. 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 Here, here, okay, see, that's, that's what I'm saying. He's, okay. he's not, that, that's what I'm so saying. So what I'm saying is. You're, but you're one to do a an, an whole investigation. Absolutely. So you're gonna, be, you're gonna be doing right next to FDLE. They can do, they can use the material from FDLE. The statements are already given. They can use, there needs to be, and I don't know how the right way to do an investigation is. Every, you're saying this blended of all the different agencies. Maybe that's the right way, and maybe that's what the expert's going to say. But we need to have an expert on this. We need to have somebody that's going to take this and go with it. Well, I, don't want I, them, I don't want them like when you're in a lawsuit. If you have a deposition of one of the deponents, you don't need to have 10 other people take that same deposition. But, but there needs to be a quarterback, and that quarterback needs to be an independent like, I have, I have a lot of questions, even based on all these different reports that are being done. I mean, children died because a tape was on a 20-minute delay. I can tell you what's going on at the front door of my house right now. I want to know why these things were done. I know that Douglas has the latest and greatest of tape video recordings. Why was that on a 20-minute delay? And, and I don't need... You know what is FDL going to FDLE going to tell me on that? No, but the school board. Uh, the school board. The school board is doing a sixty thousand dollar investigation into this student's transcripts and reports. They're not doing a comprehensive investigation. The, what did the airport after action report cost us? About two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But you know what? It's done right. And I went there and looked at that airport emergency operations center, and that facility is done correctly. There's experts that do this. 
None of us are those experts. We should hire that but expert. But we have to give them the scope. The and, and otherwise, if we don't give them the scope, the if, the if, we don't, if we don't give them the scope, I don't think it's we. Be I, don't, I don't know what the scope is. So you kept saying, Blend, and I appreciate what you, that was your vision of it. When I was on the phone and heard Commissioner Udeen, he mentioned former FBI director. He mentioned former police commissioner. Uh, mentioned was of West Point. I've since had the opportunity to speak with the, the folks from the Police Foundation out of Washington, D.C., a nonprofit. They did the Pulse okay. event, and they did San Bernardino. And they looked at everything. They're not, we're not going to tell them. We, don't, we can't give them a scope. We need to, to say, look, come sit down with us. Tell us what you think we need to do. Now, now the former FBI director, yeah, he, he gave his number, and that was okay. Well, we'll move on from there. But only they will know what needs to be looked at. Now, the, it, as Commissioner said, they may not have to take uh, statements. They may not have to take uh, evidence of those types of things more than, more than once. That's fine. But they're going to know what they need to look at. They're going to work alongside FDLE. Uh, I have the utmost respect for and, I'm, and spend a lot, of, a lot of time if somebody has something negative to say about our superintendent, defending him. But what I heard at the Broward Workshop last Friday was not what I wanted to hear. It wasn't a def defending the promise program when 17 kids are dead didn't help me. Defending issues of fake news or real news, that, that wasn't the place to have this real conversation. I was happy that students spoke, but I wasn't happy to learn what the defense of that was. And I'm not saying that, that it isn't a good program. I'm just saying that everybody's in defense mode. As Commissioner Udine said, everybody is CYA right now, and that's just the way it is. If we have a non, if we have a nonprofit uh, law enforcement organization or, or the, uh, I think the, the, the West Point idea is interesting. I don't, I don't know that that's what this is, but, but we want somebody who's done this exact thing. And I've provided a couple of names. Um, I, just, I just think someone, someone needs to sit with our administration and tell them what they think we need to do. We can't tell them that. In other words, this, this, I, I know you're going for it. This, is, this would be great if we could say, well, look, we need to build a building. Here's the specs. Go build it. We don't know. We don't know, how to, we don't know what the building's supposed to look like at the end of the day. We just, we just had a, a massacre in our community, so they, they need to tell us what we need to do. I think they're going to tell. Here's what I think they're going to tell you: we can do uh, do it all, and we'll do it everything. And then it's like there's no end to a. It, it's it's like hiring the special counsel, you know. It becomes a wide open, and 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 you're going to be talking ten twenty million dollars. Pulse uh, San Bernardino was one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Pulse was I think two hundred thousand. And that's just, not to me. Those are fees. Those aren't. And no, it's a nonprofit, so they're basically fees. So uh, uh, I think Commissioner Holness, uh, Mayor, I think Commissioner Holness said it right. I think um, I'm hearing both of you, and, and, I, and I apologize if I have not articulately laid out how we're approaching this, but I think the best way to do this is um, to get you the approach from the from the providers okay. and the approach that you're most comfortable with, then we'll move forward with that. And I'm happy to meet with each of you to do that. Okay. All right. Everybody okay with that? You want to finish your non-agenda? Wait a minute. We're going to a shade meeting in just a second. I was just going to congratulate <laughs> Commissioner Ryan, who I don't see here, on the wedding of his daughter this weekend. Tim. 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 <laughs> okay. We are, we are uh, going to... May, Mayor. Just yes. real oh, quick. Hold on, wait. Everybody, just real quick. Um, <laughs> uh, Senator Geller raised the issue of proposing.
Proposal 13 um, from this uh, Constitution Revision Commission. But if you look at that memo, what um, the sponsor of that amendment said was, well, I've heard from staff but I haven't heard from the county commission, and I think that is significant. You know, we talked about this at the retreat, but I think it's significant that we at least ask the board if it's okay if you could send something on their behalf um, to let the at least I'm, the members of that review committee know that this is not just an administration right. issue, that the board, because of our home rule authority, would oppose that. I'd like to make a motion that we uh, send uh, communication to the Constitutional Revision Commission uh, and whoever else needs to be notified that we, why we oppose this. Why we oppose this? Why we oppose, yes. Okay. Okay, we have a motion and a I'm second. Sorry, what did she say? Can we do this on that? Yes, Lieutenant? Okay. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Okay, that passes unanimously. All right, we are now on item 73. The county attorney will read a brief statement, and after that statement, we will move to the meeting of the Broward County Commission to room 430 for the open and closed portions of the attorney-client meeting. We will afterwards uh, consider item 74 in room 430. So just to be clear, the open portion of this meeting, item 74, will be in 430, right? Correct. We won't be coming back Sorry. here. Right. I, I have requested a closed attorney-client meeting seeking guidance regarding settlement negotiations related to Shaw Farms and Land Company of Florida, LLC, and Dandy Place, LLC, v. Broward County et al., 17th Judicial Circuit Court case number 15-011648, paren 09, close paren, and Broward County v. Old Republic General Insurance Corp., United States District Court, Southern District of Florida, case number 17CV62561-Ungaro. dash that meeting has been scheduled for today, right now, in room 430. The estimated length of the closed uh, attorney-client meeting is at or under one hour. Is that with lunch or not? <laughs> There's lunch. <laughs> okay, we're, so we're going to room 430 right now. 430.
Yeah. About the wedding? Okay. Yes, tell us about the groom. My, Mike Kerr. You said he was a nice guy. Thank you. I'll wait for Drew. Drew Meyer, please come in the room. <laughs> Drew Myers. All right. Yep. Okay, we're going to open up the meeting again here. Oh, I need to hold on. What do we need? Oh, okay. He's back. Yay. Well, I've been waiting a long time for Can open this back up. We uh, have uh, one item remaining, item uh, number 74. And I'm going to call on Commissioner Geller. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I, as the uh, county commissioner who attended these uh, uh, mediation proceedings, I'd like to move that we approve item 74. I would like to add some detail to the pro proposed motion. Part A would remain the same. Part B, most of it would be the same, but there are some moving pieces, and they will need to be addressed over the next few days. So, therefore, the proposed motion reads as follows. Motion to approve in substantially the form uh, provided the mediated settlement agreement resolving all claims asserted against the county in the Shaw Farms case authorizing the county attorney to modify the settlement agreement's terms if and as deemed prudent to preserve various claims asserted by the county uh, to address matters relating to the conveyance of good and marketable title and to address releases of various claims provided that the modifications neither diminish the property interests to be acquired by the county nor increase the total consideration to be paid by the county. The motion also authorizes the payment of additional uh, reasonable sums to compensate plaintiffs for additional attorney's fees in Shaw as necessary to finalize the settlement agreement and address title issues. Finally, it, it authorizes the county administrator to approve of the county to prove on the county's behalf any settlement of the claims the county filed in the Shaw case and the related case against the county's insurance carrier, Old Republic, and to execute any settlement-related documents approved as to form and substance by the Office of the County Attorney. And that's all, Mr. Mayor. Second. Okay, I have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? That passes unanimously. Uh,
I think I think that's it. This meeting is adjourned.